0: moms you're listening to you me and other moms podcast here we laugh we cry and we connect as we uplift the vision of motherhood womanhood and sisterhood i'm your host and creator asia goss i am the mom of four beautiful children asiana justin jr avery and joseph josiah and i'm also married to my wonderful husband my best friend justin goss okay grab your coffee grab your tea and lean in Welcome back, my sister moms. Thank you so much for tuning in again and again. You make me happy. I am so excited to spend this time with you. If you are new here, I am Asia, your host, your creator, your founder, however you want to um, look at me. I'm the founder and creator of You, Me, and Other Moms, and I'm so excited that you're here with us. Um, I'm curious. I want to know how you guys are listening to the podcast today. Are you sitting and drinking your tea? Or are you on the go and have your headphones in? I'm just curious, so drop it down in the comments and let me know how you're listening. And um, this kind of helps me to uh, limit the time or make it longer, depending on how many of our moms are listening and which way they're listening to it. Today, it's gonna be a little bit longer because we have some special guests in the house today for you. I have two amazing moms that's gonna share their story. Um, but before we, um, welcome them in here, I want to share a little bit about my story, but today it's going to be about, um, miscarriages, pregnancy, and God's promises. You know, I'm big on God's promises and I'm so excited to talk about God's promises because he's so amazing and he just never goes back on his promises. And I'm so grateful for him for that. Um, This topic today is tough, but it's a sweet topic to talk about. A lot of us moms, we avoid it and we don't talk about it as much as we should. But today we're going to dive in deep about, um, this topic again, like I said, I have two special moms that's going to join us today. And so let me go ahead and tell you, um, a little bit about my journey. Um, like I said, I, I'm not sure if you know, but the new people that are here, I have, um, four beautiful children. And I've been married to my husband for 11 years. And throughout this 11 years, we've had three miscarriages. They have not gotten any easier. And um, I'm hoping that we won't have to um, deal with it again. Cause I, this shop is closed. Your girl ain't having no more kids. I'm all plugged up. I'm all like, just, I'm not getting knocked up no more. Let's just say that. (laughs) So anyways, so we have four amazing, beautiful kids. Um, before my second, like, wait, no. So I have Ajana, I have BJ, which is uh, baby Justin. Then I have Avery, and then I have Jojo. Before Avery, we lost one. And then after Avery, we lost two um, babies. And so that was really hard. Um, I really don't want to go all into detail because I really want my um our guest speakers to have time to tell their story. And like I said, I don't want this uh, podcast to go too much longer than normal, but I'll just let you know that it was really, really hard. And come to find out I had PCOS. And so PCOS is a chemical imbalance um, that I have going on where there's a cyst of like little pearls on my ovaries that cause it hard to, um, to, produce like regular hormones and things like that. And so it gets hard for me to um, conceive. And so I didn't have periods for a long period of time. I still don't have periods, but I'm also on birth control. So that has a lot to do with it as well. And so that's what we found out um, with our last miscarriage before JoJo in 2018, that it was because I had PCOS and my body was rejecting uh, the baby. And so just to answer some of these questions that I'm going to ask, ask, some, um, uh, ask our wonderful moms, um, this experience of conception was really, really hard. Um, we, when it came to trying to conceive JoJo, I just put my hands in the air and I was like, God, if this is your will, let it happen. You know, I really wasn't too excited about having another baby, but I wasn't like, worried about if I did have one or not, not to sound ungrateful or anything. I just put it in God's hands because my kids and my husband really wanted to have another baby, but I was full of fear, but I was also trusting God at the same time. So I don't know if y'all know what that's like, but like being still afraid, but trusting God and saying, God, I want this, but I don't want it too bad because I don't want to be disappointed. So I'm not sure if you know what that uh, feels like, but that's the, that's the state of mind I was in at the time. And so after losing our last baby i was just really distraught i was really depressed um but i wasn't um suicidal like i was with the other two um i was really suicidal was worried about uh, my being and why can't i hold this baby hold babies and all these other things and so it was really hard um all times but it was the worst for the other two times and um This experience caused me, honestly, to grow closer to God because I just really wanted his will for my life. And even though I was in the midst of frustration, I did not um, want to, like, I didn't want to spiral into a deep depression like I did in the beginning. So I found myself just reading the word of God, searching for uh, truth and searching for um promises and remember the promises that God was saying over my life and just really making sure that I was staying focused on the good things. And, um, so I won't get distracted and spiral out of control when it came to depression. And, um, I just really wanted to, um, uh, you know, just try my best to have a positive mindset, um, as well. And, um, thank God that I had My husband in my corner because it was really, really difficult uh, for him as well. But he just, you know, he always put his feelings on a back burner, which is bittersweet. Uh, But he put his feelings on a back burner just to make sure that I was okay. So now I want to welcome my sister, Ronnie. She is definitely my sister from another mother. It's so funny because we grew up in Mississippi down in that area. And they used to call my mom and her mom twins. Her mom name is Felicia. Alicia and my name my mom's name is alicia so i want to welcome ronnie hi ronnie hi how are you doing i'm good thank you so much for choosing and saying yes to this podcast um, topic because i know it could be really difficult to talk about something like this so i just really wanted you to start by telling uh the people a little bit about yourself and what you do and what you're interested in
1: Okay, so I am a mother of three children. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and um, a -a Mm two-and-a-half-year-old. My nine-year-old is Pat, six-year-old is Elena, and my two-and-a-half-year-old is Bubba. I am married. My husband's name is Bashan. Um, I am a caregiver, and I'm actually working back at the hospital. Okay. I was there for about eight years. And then because of COVID and the kids being in virtual learning, I just kind of took a break. But now they're back in school. So um, I'm, I'm, I'll be starting back at the hospital, working there. And um, I do door dashing as a supplement. Um, and at church, I'm really involved in my church. I'm on a praise team. I just recently became their intercessor. Wow. And I teach the girls, the youth girls there, praise dance.
0: Nice. Uh, you are busy. <laughs> Super busy. Wow, we always doing something trying to take care of somebody, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, so th- so tell us about your story and your expe- experience with conception and losing your baby and how many uh miscarriages you've had if you had any.
1: Okay. So, um getting pregnant was never really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, until I married my husband we did try right away I tried to talk him out of it but he wasn't listening <laughs> Um, so we, we did try right away and um, about two months after we got married I was pregnant with our youngest who was okay. two and a half um, and then after that I would say about a year so they would have been like 19 months apart so mm-hmm. it was like less than a year later when I got pregnant with the first miscarriage. Um, So I felt like when I had that miscarriage, so I've had three total. Okay. So the first one with that one, I felt like God was kind of preparing me mentally that that was about to happen because with all the other ones, um, I know with my last, um, my youngest child, um, they offered us a, genetic testing and I always declined it but for this this one for some reason I had the urge to get it like I just I was like I need to get that done I want to get that done because I wanted to find the sex of the baby that's the only way that it would allow you to find the sex of the baby early
0: yeah
1: um you find out at 12 weeks so um I did get the genetic testing done um and I felt like that was kind of God preparing me for what was to come yeah so with the first miscarriage it started off with me bleeding like a few days before the actual miscarriage. I started having bleeding, which I've never done before mm-hmm. with any of my pregnancies. Yeah. So that was uh, that was I knew then that something wasn't right. So it at first it was just brown discharge, mm-hmm. and then um, as the days went on, it was kind of like how your period is. It ca- kind of came out how your period. is it started getting a little bit heavier and <laughs> heavier. Yeah. And, um, and I told my doctor about it and she was like, oh, that sometimes that happens, but I still was concerned because I'm like, that never happened to me before. Yeah. So on the first I went to the hospital just to make sure because the police had here, more like period, but like, you know, just a little blood here and there. Mm-hmm. So I, I got concerned. I went to the hospital, the ER doctor he did an ultrasound and the baby was there and it was a heartbeat. And you know they did some blood work. My now for me, my blood, my hemoglobin is always a little bit lower than normal. It's mm-hmm. always at eleven. Um, I think they would like you to have it at twelve or higher, but mine's just always at eleven. Mm-hmm. I'm a slightly anemic. Um, so my blood, Sound like me. Yeah. So my hemoglobin was like eleven mm-hmm. something. Um, Friday. Well, Saturday, I was at home, I I was actually going to my mother's house. And on the way to my mom's house, I just felt like this. Almost like how you you feel when your water breaks. Yeah. It was like just a gush of blood. Oh, no. And it was like oozing out of my back. And and I just knew. I just knew. I just knew. So I had my husband take us to my mother's house. And by the time I got to my mother's house, I I had bled through my pants. Oh, wow. Um, So I got to my mother's house, I asked my sister for another pair of pants and she gave it to me and I was cleaning myself up and then it came again. And this time the fetus came out.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just remember yelling out a piercing scream. My mom ran up the stairs, like, Are you okay? I'm like, No, I lost the baby mm-hmm. You know, um, and I told her to get my husband and I told him what happened. And um he was like, you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, at first I was like, no, cause I already know what happened. You know, yeah. There's nothing more that I mean, I'm bleeding, but, you know, I didn't think it was, I think it was just the shock of it all. Yeah. That I didn't get serious. So I was like, no, I don't want to go. And my husband was like, no, we need to go. So we went to the hospital and still I have blood just oozing out of me. It's down my leg. I mean, it felt like I got shot or something. It was just so much blood. Yeah. And it still wasn't tripping off of how much I was bleeding. Um, when I got there, you know, I told them what happened and I told them, you know, my pants are wet. Like, it's filled with blood. And they told me to have a seat. What? <laughs> now, I think because I was in the shock of it all, I didn't have enough sense to be like, no, I'm not going to, ha- you know, go off on them or anything. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm not stopped to sit down. I just told that to my husband. I was like, I'm not sitting down. I have blood everywhere. I'm not. You know, I'm not about to put on their chair. So I kind of stood up, and um, I was still just steadily bleeding. And my blood pressure dropped because I just felt faint, and I felt lifeless, and I just kind of started collapsing. So my husband hurried up and got somebody, and they put me in a wheelchair, and I just plumped in a wheelchair because I couldn't hold myself up anymore. Like, I just, it was like, I felt like I was about to die. And I just remember seeing a white light and they took me to the ER room and they got me undressed. But by that time, my blood pressure had came back because I started to be able to see like normal. But Mm -hmm. I was still sitting in the chair and I didn't want them to wipe me. I was just wiping myself. Mm -hmm. so they didn't really see how much I was bleeding. And I don't know what it is about, you know, black women. Um, They don't really take us serious because I think a part of them felt like I was being dramatic um when I took my blood pressure it was a little low but not as low as to like passing out low Yeah. so I can kind of tell by the nurses faces like they weren't really taking me seriously and I worked at the hospital but I, didn't, I don't like telling people that I worked there because I don't want them to start giving me extra privilege that they normally wouldn't give me I kind of like to see how people treat you just you being any you know any type of person yeah so um so my blood pressure dropped again because I started to feel faint again. And this time I was in a, the, the bed, the actual um, ER bed. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they were able to see that my blood pressure dropped. It was like 80 over 60, which is really, really low for oh me because I'm usually like 130 over like 80. Mm-hmm. So that was really low for me. And um, then I, I saw the seriousness in their face and they kind of took me more serious. And um, so when the nurse started to check and see, you know, just checking down below, um, I saw her face and her facial expression was like, she was in shock. She was just like, wow.
0: Wow, because of how much blood it was?
1: That's a doctor. And he was, you know, looking down there and he was like, I can't even find got so much blood i can't even find where where the blood is coming from wow and then he just kept saying wow wow and then um the the person who was doing the dnc came and he just was kind of uh he was real short with me like you know uh, what happened uh uh, uh, uh uh how do you know you had a miscarriage and all this stuff like he was just real short and just but i i i get it because it was an emergency situation yeah um And I guess they were not trying to freak me out, but they were in a rush because it was a lot of blood. Um, And so when I showed, we did take the fetus, and we wrapped it in a paper towel, and I put it in a bag. I didn't know what to do with it, but I felt the need to bring it so that they can see. But when he saw it, he was like, oh, that's not a fetus. Um, That's that's, 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 that's not even the same week that you're in. That's not the fetus. That's not the fetus. But I took a picture of it, and I was going to show my OB. Anyway, so they, they went and did the, the procedure. Um, after the procedure was done, the bleeding did slow down significantly. But mm-hmm. my, so my hemoglobin was like at a borderline where it, it, it is when you need a uh, blood transfusion. They asked me if I wanted a blood transfusion. I said, I do not. If I don't have to have it, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. They asked me if I wanted to stay overnight or just stay for a few hours to make sure that my blood doesn't drop anymore. Yeah. So I, 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 I've been out of staying. I didn't want to stay overnight, but I did say I'll stay a few hours just to make sure I'm not, you know, bleeding anymore. Yeah. Well, my results came back for that um, before they discharged me and my blood had dropped to, it was 11 that Friday night, that Saturday, which was the day I had a miscarriage, it was at uh, 8, almost 7. Oh, wow. So if it would have dropped down to seven, it would have had to do a a blood transfusion no matter what I did. Um, Because that would have been way too slow. So, um, thank God I didn't need any blood. But I say maybe about a week later, my results for the genetic testing came. Mm -hmm. And I found out that the baby would have had Turner syndrome. Oh, wow. So the baby wouldn't have, it would have been, a low percentage of a chance that it would have survived anyway. Wow. And if it did, it would have had this form in it. So I believe God was like preparing me to let me know, like, it was a reason why this happened. Yeah. Because had I not known that, I would have been freaking out, like, why did this happen? Why, why, why? Yeah. So that was that first miscarriage.
0: Yeah, that's special- definitely that that's definitely traumatizing, especially when you're bleeding all over the place, you know, and just, yes. you luckily you were in the medical field and you um, kind of knew what was going on a little bit, you know, when it came to losing the baby and everything, but just imagine a mom that has no clue of what's going right. on, you know, and then, and then right. being that the doctors were, uh, like a little short and the nurses were like not really taking you seriously that's just been something that us as black women and just you know women in general but mainly black women had to deal with and have to still deal with when it comes to the medical field especially when um it comes to birth you know and giving birth and miscarriages and things like that Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, go ahead
1: So, yeah, I was embarrassed because I announced it like a week before I had the miscarriage. I announced it, you know, over 10 weeks, and I announced it to everybody on social media, my Mm -hmm. family, friends, and and then I had to, because I publicly announced it, and Mm -hmm. then the miscarriage happened, I didn't want people to be asking us constantly, you know, how's the pregnancy? And then I have to relive that all over again, so I publicly announced that I lost the baby.
0: Keep yeah. People from Continue about the yeah. So, so uh with that, what would you say, um how how would you say this experience caused you uh to grow through life and what lessons have you learned or did you learn through going through all of this when it comes to just you in general? I learned that I'm stronger
1: than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of the biggest fears that I've had. I've always prayed, like, I don't ever want to miscarriage a miscarriage. Um, and then I also learned that that, that miscarriage is running my family. My mm. grandmother was one of 15. Only, like, three of her siblings were able to have children. Wow. Out of, like, 15 or 16 of them. And the rest, you know, always had issues and miscarriages. And then my mother, she has a miscarriage before my brother died. Uh, and then uh, my grandfather, her dad, none of his sisters were, or, yeah, none of his, not sisters, none of his aunts were able to have children. And his mother, who did have him, she ended up dying from birth. Or like that. So, wow. Uh, so, I found out that that's kind of like in my history, but I didn't know that because I never had any issues up until then. So, that's-
0: yeah, that, oh my that gosh. was something,
1: yeah, it was just something that we didn't really talk about. So it was kind of like, don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Me and my mom. Now, I knew about her miscarriage, but I didn't know about everybody else's trouble with having children. Wow. Until after
0: the fact. Wow. That is so crazy because, yeah, it, it's, it's like really strange that, I wouldn't say strange, but it's just really crazy how when we don't experience something in our lives that we're not really in tune with it or really aware of it. Right. And um, cause even when I had the miscarriages and things like that, it, I was like in shock when I had my first one, you know? And it's like, it created a fear that I never really had to think about ever right right and then so like even with the second miscarriages i mean second miscarriage one of the doctors was telling me um how women have miscarriages all the time and don't really realize it because um what she said sometimes when we have periods like we could be pregnant but not know it and the baby just Pass through, and we have um when we have our period, and but and I was like really, she was like yeah, it's more it's more common than you know, but it's so crazy because that being so calming is also emotionally damaging to women when they i could say emotionally spiritually physically damaging because Mm -hmm. it's like dang like what's wrong with me and most of the time i'll say most of the time it's just our body clean like defending itself or cleaning out like the lining of our uterus and things like that and other times it could be something more serious but it's just so crazy how we just are not aware until we have to be aware you know and so, um, so the next question I wanted to ask you: Do you remember um, when, if any, promises got made you during this time of your life relating to your experience?
1: Um. So when I was, I only had Patrick, my first
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I had a dream that I had. Two light-skinned kids, a boy and a girl, and two dark-skinned kids, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was I because it was just Patrick. I didn't have no daughter or any other children. Mm-hmm. And I was married to a white man, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> where are dark, these dark-skinned kids coming from? Yeah. And I just kind of brushed it off like, uh, that's you know, that's just nothing. And then um, around that time... Maybe I can't remember if it was before that dream or after that dream. We had, um, my, my, I was going to my stepdad's church and we had a prophet come and she was telling me how God had this man made for me. And, um, you know, he's not ready for me yet, but when I meet him, I'll know that that's my husband and all this stuff. And me and my mom just kind of looked at each other and laughed because I was already married. I'm like, what is she, she, she's having an off day. Wow. She's off. But also around that time, I did have a dream that I got married to somebody that was just like my husband. Mm-hmm. I didn't see his face. I just saw the back of him. Um, so I do believe that I God promised me these children because it didn't make sense until I did get with a darker tan man. And then I had my first child with him, which was a boy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this, this is how, you know, this is going how my dreams show me. So, mm-hmm. um, I do believe that there is another, um, and as reluctant as I am, about <laughs> getting pregnant again. It's one of those things that it happens to it happen,
0: you know, yeah.
1: um, so that's just kind of how I feel
0: about that. Yeah, I definitely know what it feels like to be in that state of mind. How If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because that's honestly right. how I tried to protect myself when it, uh, before I got pregnant with JoJo. But honestly, in the inside, I was still this little scared little girl like, Dad, what's going to happen? I don't want to have another baby because I'm scared. But that's when it's... that's when we should just lean on God the most and be like, you know what, God, I trust you. You're my anchor. No matter what happens, I know you got me. And Mm -hmm. that definitely got me through a lot, (laughs) especially when it came to um, the promises of God and the experience um, we had to go through. Okay. And so I want to ask you one more question. Um, What advice would you give to another sister mom on how to respond to what you've learned um, from this experience in your life?
1: I would say talk about it. Yeah. I think a lot of times we feel like, you know, and and because when I started to talk about it, I started, it was like people were coming out the woodwork with their story of their miscarriages. Mm -hmm. Um, But it opens up that conversation and I think it's healthy to have those conversations because it keeps you from suppressing how you feel about it Mm -hmm. because you're able to share maybe your emotions with somebody who can understand. Sometimes with our spouses, it's hard for them to understand because they don't feel like our emotions within us because I can't even explain how I was so moody. Like just even mood swings, just having mood swings as a woman about to come on your cycle around that time, you know, just having a mood swing, just being moody. It's kind of hard for our husbands to understand and really grasp how we may feel. So talking to other women who have been through the same thing it's very comforting and it will help. And also talking to God and praying to God and just asking him to comfort you in mm-hmm. those moments. Yeah. I cried a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But those moments kept me on my knees from praying because I knew if I did not pray and ask God for his comfort, I would lose my mind. So mm-hmm. um, I would say just pray and let your feelings, let your feelings out to God. Don't let it out on yourself. Let it out to God. Even if if you're mad, if you're upset, just let it out and be honest with yourself on how you feel because that'll also help in your healing process.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to be a special guest on our podcast. And I just really, really appreciate you so much for this. She's on... Facebook at Ronnie Wesley Brown. So be sure to reach out to her and let her know how much you appreciate her um, as much as we do. For- this is not easy. This is heroic, honestly, because this is an intimate personal, vulnerable part of our lives. And I'm sure your life, if you went through it. So like she said, please talk about it. Please make sure that you're not holding it and bottling it all in because we are here for you as your fellow sister, mom, and we just don't want you to be struggling on your own so thank you so much for tuning in this is part one so be sure to come on part two to listen to our other sister mom and give her some love as well also follow us on social media at you me and other moms we will be so happy to have you as another sister mom so take care and hopefully we see you soon bye Thank you so much for sticking around for the entire episode By listening and downloading you help me support my family So thank you What did you think about this episode? Did you relate to anything? Did you have any amen moments? Be sure to leave a comment below. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. The combo and fun continues over there. We're on Instagram and Facebook at You, Me, and Other Moms. Check out our website too at www.youmeandothermoms.com. Okay, now, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> Bye for now.